0: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called recovery and restoration. I'm sure you all know this, but it doesn't hurt repeating. We're a blessed people to have a God like we've got in our lives, to have a God who not only saved us, but who's willing and wanting to restore everything that has been lost and stolen from our lives. So, since our God is that kind of God, we ought to learn what we need to do to let him be that kind of God in the lives of me and you. So come on and let's learn what we ought to learn to let God be a God who recovers and restores everything that was stolen and or lost in our lives. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn over with me, please, to the book of Acts, 13th chapter. Here's where my man name get jacked. Verse 13, and it says, Now when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga and Pamphylia, and John departed from them, returned to Jerusalem. So when it's time to go on to the next place, we begin to start doing what God wanted them to do. Everybody packing up to go. But then... My man pack up to go too. They head that way. He go the other way. He on his way back to Jerusalem. He booked. He struck. He left. This is where John Mark earned his bad name. Because he left his team on the field of battle and went home. He left his team on the field of battle and he went home. Notice, no reason is listed in scripture for his relieving. No reason is listed in scripture for his reason. All it tells us is he went home. And you say, well, why in the world would there be no reason listed for it?" Well, one of the reasons, let's go on his side first. There is no reason that's insufficient for the unfaithful person to leave his or her post. There is no reason that's insufficient for an unfaithful person to leave their post. Any reason. It's blowing outside. Wind is blowing outside. Good enough reason. It's cold outside, good enough reason. It's, it's hot outside, good enough reason. I don't feel like it today, good enough reason. When the person is unfaithful. See, for the unfaithful, any excuse will do. No reason is too small for the unfaithful. The unfaithful will always feel justified in their unfaithful actions. They'll feel like they're right about what they're doing. Look, I'm out of here. For whatever reason that they receive, whatever reason they come up with, I'm out of here. And if the unfaithful person is ever questioned by the person in authority about his or her unfaithfulness, then the person in authority will be seen as the, seen by the unfaithful as the problem. Then why are you questioning me? Why? See, that's your problem. You think everybody's supposed to do what you do. And so, and, and, you know, then they come up with, you know, all the, you know. It's true anyway, man. <laughs> and all you did was ask the question. But just like no reason is insufficient for the unfaithful person who abandons his or her post of duty, no reason is sufficient for the ones that they leave behind. No reason is sufficient for the ones they leave behind. The military calls it AWOL, which is a way without leave. That's what the military calls it. And I got any military in the house, ex-military in the house, Say, hey, okay, so you can feel me on this one. Going AWOL is a capital offense. That's punishable by discipline, disciplinary action at the very least, possibly by court-martial, dishonor, discharge, and if it's serious enough, possible execution. You may lose stripes, lose rank. Why is that? Because of the fact that you booked and wasn't where you were supposed to be. It's only modern... Wait, that little Rodney just move on. Prayers, God. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't do not don't it. Don't do it. Not right now. Don't do it. Don't distract from the message. Praise God. Amen. Now, what I'm trying to share with you is that what John Mark did was not something that's played off as nothing. Nor is it something that's not really that deep. Because a lot of people say, well, that's really not that deep. No, no, you'll see. His leaving them on the battlefield was serious business. It was something that would tear up a person's good name, and give them a bad reputation. One that'll last a long time, if not forever. In fact, John Mark demonstrated what's called unfaithfulness. Anybody that's ever tried to get something going, get something done, cause something to happen, called by God to get something done, knows that they need faithful people to help them do it. They need faithful people. Where faithful means dependable, reliable, trustworthy. Dependable, reliable, trustworthy. Whereas a person is reliable, which means that you can bank on them. You already know what they're going to do. Because if they say they're going to be there, they're going to be there. Unless something serious comes up. And then that can happen to anybody, so that's excused. But, you know, as for the unfaithful, might be there, might not be there, might show up, might not show up. You don't know. And it's, like, it's hard to get anything going with something like that. I don't care what you're doing. If you, if you just tell somebody, look, I'm moving this weekend. Can you help me? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. Glory God. Good- so you, you started banking on them being there. Yeah. Hallelujah. But then you wait, tick, tock, tick, tock. Wait, tick, tock, tick, tock. Wait. Get to doing it yourself. And then what you say? Might get no call, no show. And then if you call them, they get attitude. Look, I ain't say I was gonna definitely be there. Somebody say that's jacked. Now these people out on the mission field, they out there handling business, where Satan is attacking from every angle. Because anytime you're doing something in the ministry, you, Satan is attacking from every angle. It's almost like you're in the matrix when you're in the ministry. I don't know nothing about the matrix. Praise God. I remember when Morpheus took Neo into the matrix for the first time to be able to show him something. Praise God. He said, Let me teach you about the matrix. Took him into the matrix, and they was walking through the city. and Morpheus was walking his Morpheus walk with his hands behind his back. Neo was new at this. He was bumping into everybody like he was in New York City. Prayers, God, bumping into everybody as he was walking. She laughing because you know it's true. Bumping into everybody like he's walking and stuff like that. Hey, man. Because he, he, he didn't understand. People just running into him. And he told him, he said, hey, as long as you're in the Macy's, anybody can turn to the enemy. Anybody. And Neo knew at this He like looking like that. And this little girl walked by, prayers, God, with this red dress. And he kind of like grinned. You know, and he said like, look back at the girl that you was there looking at and he turned his head to looked back and then that turned into one of the agents with a gun sitting right upside his head yeah. he said freeze the matrix <laughs> but just like that the same person that he was smiling at turned around and jammed him later on down the line <laughs> <They're, "Bruh." laughs> and when you're doing the things of God you'd be surprised how many people will change on you in a heartbeat. You'd be like, oh my goodness, where is God? Because you was trusting them and all of a you're like, Lord Jesus. And that's what John Mark did. He just, he just changed on them and stuff like that. He abandoned them on the battlefield. Abandoned his posts and abandoned his duties. That word abandoned means to withdraw one's support or help from especially in spite of duty. Allegiance or responsibility. It means to withdraw one's support or help from, especially in spite of duty, allegiance, or responsibility. If you like single word definitions, it would be desert. Desert. Now, you don't do that and keep a good name. Ask Benedict Arnold. He'll tell you. His name's still jacked up after all through history because, because he jacked everybody up. Ask, no, do we that or wrong, Rodney? You said you wasn't going to go there. You said you wasn't going to go there. Abandon. Another definition for abandon is to give up or discontinue any further interest in something because of discouragement, weariness, distaste, or the like. To give up or discontinue any further interest in something because of discouragement, weariness, this take or the like. Now when it says or the like, it means anything else basically that a person can come up with. Because once again, that's still abandonment. You know, like some folks get a job, glad to have that job. And then the management begin to start planning based upon you now have the job. And I say you, I'm just a you preacher. I ain't talking about none of y'all. You know, that the person now has the job. And so they set schedules up based upon who's going to be there. They, They expect the person to be there. But the person, <coughs> not today, or maybe somebody said something to they, they they don't like, and now they distaste what they used to enjoy. They they have allegiance. They 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 they, they end up um, any old kind of stupid reason. Sometimes it's discouragement. You know, they are discouraged over something. Nobody's using them like they think they should use them, so they get discouraged. They get weary. Look, I didn't know it was going to be all this. You know, a lot of folk like that, they'd be excited about getting a job for a minute, but then, you know, especially if they've been sitting around for a long time, praise God, hallelujah. <laughs> They're excited about the job right off the bat, but about one week deep, about one week and a half, about a week and a half, about a week and a half deep, they like, look. <laughs> go back, <laughs> they, <laughs> go, they go back to per- personnel and say, how many vacation days I get? Like, look, he done worked a week and a half. What you talking about vacation day? <laughs> Y'all know nothing about what I'm talking about, do you? That they all abandon their duties. That word abandon also means to fake, forsake or to leave behind. To forsake or to leave behind. Now, now, when you think of the word forsake and to leave behind, well, let me do it this way. Folk abandon old cars because they count them worthless. It ain't worth it to them. So they just leave it right where it is. Folk abandon their children and their families because they don't consider them worth the time or the effort to be able to continue their involvement with them. So they'll walk away from families, walk away from people. Remember when I was growing up, I'm going to the store to get some cigarettes. And they'd be like, that must be a store that's far away. <laughs> some folk never come back. Why? Because they didn't think it was worth coming back. They abandoned their family. They abandoned their children. Folk abandoned their duties the same way. They abandoned their duties, their posts, and their fellow servants in the Lord or on the job or in school or wherever it is the same way. Why? Because they don't consider remaining with them and continuing to help them worth it. They might have agreed to do it initially, but you'd be surprised how few people live up to what they agree to how few people live up to what they say. Most people say a lot mean little. And even that little can change from day to day. Depends on what's happening that day. To the unfaithful, fulfilling and or completing their duties that they've been entrusted with is not very important enough for them or at least not enough important enough for them to be able to continue. They'll start it, but they'll stop on you. And there's some people whose name got tore up just like that. You go on an interview, praise God. They have you list the the places that you worked recently. If they see, you know, where's this long gaps between employment, there's a question. So why did you not work during that period of time? Because why? It begins to start, it begins to tell, giving them opportunity to know some things about you. If they see you worked on this one for two weeks, then this one over here for three weeks, and this one over here for a, why you shake your head? Praise God! It's like we'll call you. Praise God! That's that, that's usually the line, which means in business talk, don't even think about it, <laughs> because we want somebody that if we pick them up, they're gonna be they're they got a track record, they got some longevity that they stayed someplace for a while, demonstrated faithfulness for the place. That's why they also ask for the phone number so they can call it up and find out. Yeah, you was there that long, but what was you doing while you was there that long? What, can you give me a recommendation? Can you tell me what they would do? Or did they play you? Praise God, and, and, and now they're looking to come and play us too. See, names can get towed up as a result of unfaithfulness, abandonment, and not doing what we're supposed to do. Names can get towed up because of our conduct, which does not match the character of God doing something other than what we should do. And the willingness to abandon duties, responsibilities, and fellow servants is a clear indication of the existence of selfishness and immaturity in the person. It's a clear indication of selfishness and immaturity in the person, both of which are reasons enough to be able to um, never give the position of responsibility to anybody. Well, this person right here didn't see the importance of the worth of Him staying on the battlefield. So now he left people to themselves who were now who previously were dependent upon him. And he left them to themselves to fend for themselves. And man, you you fend for yourself. Hey man, God for you know every man for himself and God for us all. I'm out of here. You know, and they struck. And any leader anywhere is supposed to understand that selfishness, that is the person being concerned only, if not primarily, about themselves, and childishness. That is immaturity, not understanding the importance of things that we do, and its effect on other people too, should never be released into an atmosphere of anything important. And that's one of the reasons why God wants to buff up our name, clean up our names. Because some of us have those scuffed up names. Whereas we've left people, jammed people, demonstrated unfaithfulness operated selfishly or silly or childish at, a other, at another date. But yet God's going to give us another chance. God wants to give us another chance so that we can conduct ourselves like he's supposed to. He did it for him and he'll do it for me and you. Turn to Acts chapter 15. Now, once again, this is a big deal. I'll show it to you. Acts chapter 15. Begin reading in verse 36. It says, and some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city well, we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with him John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with him. (laughs) Who departed from them. Okay, he's given a reason why. Who departed from them, from Pamphylia, and went not with them to the work. So, so, he didn't go. So now it's time to go someplace else. Barnabas said, come on, let's take John Mark. And he said, no. No. He booked on us before. And I, I ain't dealing with that no more. I'm talking about leadership now. They said, no, I ain't, I ain't dealing with that no more. Why? Because we had to, you know, we had to move stuff and adjust stuff and change stuff and work with stuff and work harder than we needed to do. You know, because somebody that was supposed to be handling a lot of things, never was there to handle it. So I'm not giving them nothing else to do. He said, no, man. But look at verse 39. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder from the other. That they did what? Departed asunder from the other. Which means they divided themselves and no longer went with one another again. Now remember when we first read over in Acts chapter 13, remember who said separate me, Barnabas and Saul? Who was it that said when they prayed that they should lay their hands on them, And who was it that sent them? So do you mean that a person who is unfaithful can even tear up people who are supposed to be together and can even divide a work that God put together so once again I, I, I reestablish my point this is a very important matter here this ain't nothing that we play off of like well ain't it really about nothing oh no it it was enough to tear up a work that God put together because see keep your finger here go over to Matthew chapter 18 your finger if you got an expensive Bible, just use that ribbon, that marker in the middle. If you don't use your finger, Matthew chapter 18. I know you know this verse. I just didn't want you showing off in front of the person next to you. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Letters in red. This is what Jesus said. He said, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it will be done for them of my father, which is in heaven for reason why. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. When two or three are gathered together in my name, now remember the word name means character and authority. It's the word unima, which means character and authority. Jesus is saying here, where two or three are gathered together in Jesus' name, in his character, and in his authority, then he'll be right there in the middle of them. Character, remember, is the sum of the characteristics possessed by a person. The sum of the characteristics possessed by a person. So when we gather together in the name and in the character of Jesus Christ, then he'll be right there in the midst of us. Well, what kind of character did Jesus have? Jesus loved other people just like he loved himself because he loved his neighbor as himself. Jesus preferred others before himself. That's why he teaches us to do that in the book of Romans, to prefer others over ourselves because he did that. Jesus was faithful even to the death of the cross, which means even to the point that he lost his life, he was faithful up into it. Why? Because he was doing what the father told him to do. He didn't wake up every day feeling like he wanted to do this stuff. It, like, it ain't like he didn't wake up some days and like didn't want to be bothered. Y'all don't want to believe that. But, but since he left it on level four, it overrode all of that. He wore flesh just like you and me. Amen. Amen. He was bombarded with thoughts just like you and me, but yet he stayed consistent and did what God told him to do despite what he felt like, because he was the mature. He was the one that understood what, what this thing was really all about. That's why he said, for the joy that set before me, I endured the cross. I went through the little stuff I had to go through in order to just make sure that I did what I was supposed to do for you. So this is the kind of character that he had. So when God can find a couple of people gathered together in that character, he can get some things done. Barnabas and Saul was that kind of people that he could be able to put together like that. But the problem is some other person got up in the middle of that who didn't have that character. See, when anybody is gathered together but not in Jesus' name, then the person will be gathered together in somebody else's name. Anytime a person is gathered together in any name other than Jesus, then it's not in the name of Jesus. Technically speaking, there's only two names you can gather in. Because remember, God's a binary God. He created everything, all four. He turned, he created everything right or, and either is Jesus or the devil. So this is a principle that works. If two gather together in any name, that's who's going to be in the middle of them. And so since there's only two, it can be is that we either do it in God's character or we do it in the devil's character. And Jesus is one that loves others like himself. Anybody that is not like Jesus is a person that doesn't love people like that. It's conditional, and based upon the conditions will determine what I'm going to do. Jesus preferred other people over himself. A person that's not of Jesus and doesn't gather in Jesus' name, they won't prefer other people over themselves. They prefer themselves over other people. And they're like, look, I got to do what I got to do, and you just figure out what you're going to do. <laughs> Jesus was faithful even until the death of the cross, and, and, and if anybody's gathered in a name that's not Jesus, then they're not going to be faithful. They gon' look. They gon' they go. leave you hanging. Don't even matter, and they just going down and be like, "Oh, oh, was I supposed to do something with you?" Oh, I am sorry. You'd be thinking like, if you ain't said nothing true. See, when anyone is gathered together in any name other than Jesus, then there is only two possibilities that it can be manifested in Jesus' name or Satan's name. Therefore, either the person will have Jesus' character or the person going to have Satan's character. Jesus is selfless. Satan is selfish. Jesus is selfless. Satan is selfish. Jesus is about laying down his life for other people and the cause that he came to do. Whereas Satan is about himself and his only cause is taking the life of others as well as not giving up his life for anybody. Jesus is the prince of peace. Satan is the author of confusion. That's why when John Mark did what he did, confusion is what showed up. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trusted you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I really hope this teaching on recovering and restoration is being a blessing to you. And I hope even more that you're learning and becoming more inspired to let God be a God of recovering and restoration to you. It really is true. God wants to bring recovering and restoration into the lives of me and you. He's already done it in so many times for me in my life. I hope you'll let Him do it for you in your life. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio and surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christmas Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. Just call sit at the Church Office and arrange a ride. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after the sofa. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed if you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing Word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the Word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.